Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, Tampa Bay sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron, every week coming to you from Tampa Bay, talking all things sports, the Rays, the Bucks. We have some college football, USF today. We'll be talking some tennis, maybe some fantasy football. The number here, 877-448-7901, sportsatpower901.com is the email. Looking forward to hearing you. We'll be right back to kick off the show. Vermaggio's Pizzeria. Your favorite neighborhood pizzeria, serving up the best hand-tossed New York-style pizza and absolutely unbeaten Philly cheesesteak outside of New York or Philly. Let Formaggio's take care of dinner tonight with convenient online ordering at formaggio's.com or call their friendly staff at 813-689-1744. That's 813-689-1744. Formaggio's is family-owned and operated. Located at 4356 Lithia Pinecrest Road. Tell them Power 90.1 sent you and get 10% off your carry order. Check out the full menu at formagios.com. F-O-R-M-A-G-G-I-O-S.com. Formagios Pizzeria. It's what's cooking for dinner. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Sports fans, welcome back to the gymnasium. Let's talk about the Rays for a second here. Huge weekend series against the New York Yankees. Yankees, of course, are leading the American League East, but we've cut the lead to six games. Uh, we picked up nine and a half games in the last 44 games, I believe it was, and we're in the position right now where we've hung in there all season long despite the injuries that we've had. Uh, 16, 17 people on the IL at some points during the season. I think that we've done a great job managing and being able to stay in the thick of things. Right now, we're leading the um, playoff wild card. So if uh, the season was to end today, we'd be in the playoffs. What happened is it's important to, to understand that we are starting to get some of our players back right now. And so many times during the course of the season, even um, you know, four or five weeks ago, we are saying on the show that it's going to come down to the bats on this team. And we're going to go as far as our hitting takes us because the pitching has been steady all year round. Sure enough, I say something like that, and McClanahan... Uh, gets hurt with a shoulder impingement injury. He missed a start earlier this week. The good news is is that it doesn't look like it's something that's going to be long term. Looks more like a couple a couple weeks maybe. So he'll probably miss three, maybe four starts come back in the middle of September, hopefully. But I think right now you have two wild cards going for us. And I don't mean the wild card race. I mean Tyler Glasnow. Of course, we signed him to a contract extension we talked about last week. But he's also gearing up to start pitching AAA Durham in the next couple of days. And I think that we're going to have him for the stretch run here in September. And if that's true, that's a huge plus, a huge boost for you know, the team, having him out there. And I do think that uh, I do think that we're going to be able to get McClanahan back. So you put those two guys there, one and two, all of a sudden you're going to have a starting rotation that might be able to uh, you know, turn some heads, something that we haven't been able to say that we've had here in a little while. 
you look at the back to what's going on this weekend with the Yankees in town, they've been really doing the direct opposite of what the Rays have done. For the month of August, the, the Rays have had the best uh, record in baseball. I believe they were 18-9 and nine, compared to the Yankees being 9-19. and 19. So the Rays really got the bats going the last couple of weeks. It's really hard to pick apart anything that they're doing at this point. The hitting seems to be coming along. I, I think we're scoring. We're averaging about six runs a game in August, which was one of the highest in Major League Baseball. So, you know, kept on banging the drum about getting runs, getting runs, getting runs. While well, we did that in the, in the past 30 days, we have to keep that going now. You have Ramirez, who's leading the AL, and in average, once he was able to qualify, uh, to be up there uh, with, with his number of bats, he's leading an average. We have Mark Go, who I think is definitely one of the spark plugs of this team. Once he came back two weeks ago, uh, he really got this team energized. Siri, I'll tell you, how about Siri in center field? He was just a triple short of a uh, hitting for the cycle the other night. He is someone that really brings a spark to this team, and I think that. With him there, you know who else has seemed re-energized? A, a Rosarina. He's someone that I don't know if he feeds off the energy that Siri's putting out there or if he um, is just being able to come into his own again. Don't forget, it's only his second full season of Rosarina. It seems as though he's been around a lot longer than that, but in reality, it is only his, his second full season. So we have you know, Ramirez, a Rosarina, Margot, uh, now coming back. We also... Uh, brought up Jonathan Aranda. He got called up from Durham. So he was up here, if you remember, for a cup of coffee earlier in the season. And he really did a great job while he was here. He's, he's a lefty, and he was able to put the bat on the ball the whole time that he was here. It's just tough to make room for him. But as we get closer to the end of the season in the all-important playing for games that matter here in September, I think that it's um, all hands on board and make sure that whoever is going to give us the best opportunity to get to the playoffs is what we need to do. Can we win the American League East? Can we knock off the Yankees at this point? I don't know. Uh, if you would have asked me a couple weeks ago, I would have said, I don't think so. If you ask me right now, I'm saying if we are able to just win series from here on out, we take two out of three from the Yankees this weekend. Uh, we take you know, the next series, win that series, and keep going. I, I think so. The Yankees, for some reason, seem to be uh, falling apart a little bit. You know, Rizzo is not going to be playing this week. I think he twisted his back. LeMahieu struggling at the plate. They do have Stanton, who's coming back, but it's uh, yet to be seen how he's going to do after coming back from an injury. And, of course, they do have Judge in his 51 home runs, but... You know, one thing you don't want to do, if you're the Rays this weekend, do not let Judge beat you. If you're going to lose a game, let somebody else be the person that wins that game for the Yankees, not Judge. Walk him. I don't care if you have to walk him 10 times this weekend. That's what you do because we don't want to be able to go out there and let one person beat us. And he's just been having a great season. Uh, we do pitch well against them. Don't get me wrong. Probably better than any other team, but I don't want to 
uh, presser of luck and go ahead out there and have him get a hit at a big time. So it'll be interesting to see how the lineups play out. I think that uh, we're going to see a lot of fans at the game this weekend. Unfortunately, I think a lot of them are going to be uh, Yankees fans. I do have to say that one of the things about what the, what the Rays are doing here when the better teams come to town, they raise the ticket prices. For, for a ticket in, in the outfield, $71 I saw. How, how, can you, how can you expect people to go out there with one of the worst attendances in the league and you go out there and you raise the prices to something like that for a series against the Yankees. What that's going to do is, I suppose, bring out a lot of Yankees fans, but it's not going to do the team any good hearing all the Yankees fans at the top. We'd love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. Cash has done a good job as far as being able to go out there and platoon a lot of players. Troy came up in a big situation. I think it was on Thursday night, but uh, he's, he's kind of lost his edge a little bit at the plate. We do need him back. You look at Diaz out there. You look at what he's done. Walls from a defensive standpoint. Peralta playing solid out there in left field. So I think right now you really can't pick apart too much of what the Rays are doing wrong. And don't forget, I mentioned Glasnow being a wild card for us coming back. How about Franco? Franco is the person that is expected to do the most on this team the whole season. Unfortunately, he's been hurt more than he hasn't during the season. A little bit of a setback with his rehab this last time with his hand. So not sure what we're going to get with him. But if and when he does come back, can you imagine if we are able to keep the momentum that we have right now, keep that going, and then add Franco to the mix? Get Glasnow in there as a pitcher with Yarbrough. I think that we're talking about potentially a team that can really go deep into the playoffs. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com if you want. You can send me an email. Let me know if you're going to the game this weekend. Let me know on what you think the, the top teams are. In the Major League Baseball right now, I'm going to give you just a quick breakdown of what I think are, are my top 10 going into the month of September. And it changes it changes week to week with me, but I'm going to go with the Padres right now in that 10th spot. I think that they really began to hit their stride, and I think that they are someone that needs to be watched going down the stretch here. Josh Hader uh, is really someone who has helped that team. And I think, like I said, that's a team that you need to watch in the uh, last month of the season. The Mariners, I have coming in at uh, number nine. There's someone right now that the Rays are going back and forth with in the wild card. They're a team that's uh, very hot. They... Signed the extension there for Julio Rodriguez, and they took three out of four from Cleveland this past week. And like the Rays, their bats are finally coming alive. And when that happens, they could be a dangerous team in the last 30 days here as well. Uh, I have our Rays at the eighth spot. We talked about them, what they need to do. Um, if you do combine McClanahan and Glass now before the end of the season, that would 
provide a huge boost for the Rays rotation. I do think DeFranco is the wild card there and, and whether or not he's able to come back and if he does be productive. I have the Phillies in the seventh spot right now. Harper coming back to them is akin to Franco coming back for us. They just won six in a row against the Reds and the Pirates. I think that uh, they were cruising along. Zach Wheeler just got on the IL though with some tendonitis in his forearm. It doesn't appear that serious. And then of course they have Aaron Nola who's uh, pitching very well for them this year. I have the Yankees in the sixth spot. Uh, they dropped a little bit from where I had them last week. Like I said, the injuries are really starting to add up for them. They seem to be a team in disarray, and I'm not sure how much confidence the team has in Boone right now managing that team. It's going to be interesting to see what happens the last uh, couple weeks here. But as for right now, they definitely have the talent. They just need to be able to you know, put that talent to work and get the W's on the diamond. I have the Cardinals in the fifth spot right now. Pujols, how about him? He's showing no signs of slowing down. Uh, he's you know, hitting home runs 694th, I think he had, this past week. So the Cardinals are someone that... Uh, they're a team in the National League that you really can't overlook them. They seem to get some timely hits when they have to, and they could be a uh, someone to watch out for here. The Braves I have as the fourth-ranked team in my top ten. Um, Max Fried is a pitcher for them. He's only watched five batters in his past seven starts. Of course, Charlie Morton. Why can't we get players like that? Oh, right, right. We already did have Charlie Morton. We're just going to re-sign him. Anyway, he's having a great season as well. So I think that the Braves are the Braves. Are the Braves. You have to watch out for them. I have them at number four. The third-ranked team I have right now is Houston. And I was vacillating between them being third and, and, and number two. Uh, I do have them third right now only because Verlander got hurt and you know, his Cy Young season was temporarily derailed. He got a calf strain earlier this week. So it's going to be a little bit of a waiting game to see if he can come back. If so, they'll definitely be there in the final four, I believe, of the season. Number two are the Mets. Um... They moved up from the third spot from where I had them last week. Can't say enough about them. Uh, Shaw Walter has done a great job managing so far this past year. Uh, Ottavino's done a great job. Trevor May, Michael Givens, even though they're struggling a little bit, they're still out there and they're going to be overcoming their shortcomings, I believe, the next couple of weeks here. Seth Lugo um, has allowed on, on player when they're uh, 1,000 over 1,000 when he pitches with no days of rest. So I think that if you look on what they're doing right now, I think the Mets aren't going to be able to continue the pace that they're on. And I do look for them to uh, fall in the next couple of weeks. And of course, number one, I do have the Dodgers. Dodgers have a record of 90 wins, 39 losses. And I'll tell you, it's one of the better lineups that I've seen. Mookie Betts, you got to give him some MVP consideration. Uh, I think he only trails a couple guys, uh, probably Goldschmidt and Aaron Nato. But, um, you know, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, that whole lineup, they're, they're, they're really strong. And I do think that they are the best team in the major leagues right now. But again, you got to win the games on the diamond and see what happens. So again, love to hear your thoughts. 
877-448-7901. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at the Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Shifting gears a little bit. It's college football time. Tell you what, last week, week zero, a couple games, but this week, first week of the year, there's some good games on the slate. We already had a couple good ones Thursday night. Uh, I don't know if you're able to watch Penn State and Purdue, but they played a game that came down to the end. A couple 60-year senior quarterbacks leading both teams, but Penn State was able to go down and score at the end of the game to uh, beat the Boilermakers 35-31. Also, at the same time, you had Pitt and West Virginia in the backyard brawl. So good to see those rivalries reinstated. I know they haven't played in a while, but those are the things that we talk about with the NIL and some of the realignments of these conferences. I don't want to see those things go away. So it was really good to see Pitt and West Virginia. They played a great game. West Virginia actually was up by seven with a couple minutes to go. But um, pick six by Pitt and then another touchdown put them on the board. Slovis had a good game for Pitt, over 300 yards. He was a transfer from the West Coast, if you remember. Also, a little bit closer to home, we had UCF with a nice win, 56-10 to over South Carolina State. So good start for them, and I think that it's going to be a good season for uh, some of the teams around here. I'm excited for the USF game. That's going to be later on today. I think it's a four o'clock game. If you look at this team, they have a chance to go out there and make a little bit of noise this year, especially in their conference. They have a uh, quarterback that I'm looking forward to seeing, Gary Bohannon, from everything that I've heard. He's someone... Uh, that you need to watch from an excitement standpoint. So I think that if the uh, Bulls can go out there and win maybe six or seven games, it could be interesting with their plans that they have for a new stadium being built. They're going to be hosting BYU. It is a 4 o'clock game at Raymond James. And I'll tell you what, you can get tickets there for, you know, 10, 15, 20 bucks to go see the game. And that's probably one of the best deals in town. So that's a four o'clock game. Before that, however, we have a couple games on the docket that are worth bringing up. Georgia, who um, is ranked third in the country, they're going to be hosting number 11, Oregon. The Ducks look to go into Georgia and um, into Atlanta there and see what they can do against against Georgia. That should be a game that is going to maybe go a long way. There's some games, first games of the season that I'm really surprised that they're playing. And remember, a game, a game in September doesn't mean as much as a game in November in college. 
you know, it means as much in the NFL. But in college, I'm not sure because they put some more emphasis on the games later in the season, in my opinion. So although it's important, I think you can bounce back if you're a team that gets beat in week one or week two versus getting beat in week 11 or week 12. So that should be a good game. There's a uh, game at 3.30 as well. Arkansas uh, is going to host Cincinnati. The Bearcats are coming into Fayetteville. And that's a game, Cincinnati is ranked number 23 right now. Arkansas 19. I think that should be another very good first week game. You have those two. And then, of course, later on, we got USF. We talked about them hosting BYU. But you have number seven, Utah. Going up to Gainesville for the Gators, 7 o'clock tonight is going to be a game that I think a lot of people are going to be watching. Utah, it may be as good as any team in the country from what I've seen, what I've read so far. They're a team that can be physical. They can put points on the board. But for some reason, when you go in, when you go into the swamp, it's one of those games that it just keeps on saying to me, that Florida is going to go and have a great performance tonight and hopefully uh, uh, them being one of the local teams can come away with a victory. I think that that's something that will be fun to watch later on this evening. And then in a rare Sunday game, you're going to have the Seminoles of Florida State playing LSU up there in uh, the Superdome. You don't have many Sunday games, obviously, college football, because it's all NFL. But because the season doesn't start till next week for the NFL, they are playing. That's a 7.30 game tomorrow night. So if you uh, don't get your fix and fill of college football today, surely you'll be able to watch that game tomorrow night. And then Monday as well on ESPN, there's a game at 8 o'clock, number four, Clemson. We'll be playing uh, Georgia Tech. So we got football today, tomorrow, Monday, and then, of course, next Thursday starts the NFL. So football season's here, my friends. Time to go out there and start rooting for your team and let me know. Go to uh, JimmyBSports.com and let me know what you think the top couple teams are in the country right now. Be anxious to hear what you have to say. Number here, 877-448-7901, if you want to do it that way. Last week on the show, we had uh, the question was, after the Rays' first four games of the not the Rays, after the Bucks' first four games of the season, what do you think their record will be? Now, don't forget, those first four games of the season, um, <laughs> pretty tough Pretty tough sledding for the Bucks, As you know, next week on the 11th, they open up at Dallas. I believe that's a Sunday night game. We'll be talking about that a lot more in detail on the next show. But they play Dallas, then they play the Saints, and they have Green Bay and Kansas City. So out of those first four games, what could you see them uh what their record be after four, after the first four games? A lot of people said three and one. Uh, as many said one and three. But I think the consensus was two and two 
most people pick two and two, and I think that that's something that if the Bucks are able to go two and two after the first month playing, that that's pretty good considering the talent that they're playing in those first four games. Um, some football news, as you know, the. Um, uh, Broncos and Russell Wilson agreed to a huge contract, $245 million, I think it was. So I, I think that's something that is going to give the uh, Broncos some stability over the next several years. I think it's a seven-year contract, so not quite sure the thinking behind that. But nonetheless, that's what it is. I think that if you look at the Bucks talking about, it's nice not to talk about Brady being back at camp or whatever. He is back, getting ready for the first game. I think that you know all the noise off the field concerning him and some personal issues, whatever they may be. I don't know what they are. I just read the same stuff that you guys might read and and hear. But I think that until they start playing and we see how he does on the field. He's one of the best that I've seen in any sport being able to compartmentalize what's going on in his sport at any given time. So I do look for him to be able to go out there and no, just be Tom Brady. Just do what he does. Uh, Tiger Woods was like that when he was in his prime playing on the tour. All the tour, if you want to talk about that for a second. More people have gone from the PGA over to the LIV. I guess Cameron uh, Smith was one of them. Um, You know, Varner was another one. They're up in Boston, the LIV this week, the international golf course up there, I suppose, is what's hosting them. And you had... You had different people, you know, whether it be Tiger, whether it be um, um, the Black Knight there talking about the players go to the LIV because they don't have confidence in themselves. Gary Player, better known as the, the Black Knight back in the day. I mean, you get a lot of stuff being going back and forth, and I think it really is detrimental to the game and until they're able to get their heads together they, they come out with a, a you know virtual golf the tiger and rory are trying to put together and and whatnot i just shake my head at some of that i really feel that uh, sit down at the table figure out what weeks you have your tour on the pga figure what weeks the liv is going to be playing and then come to some terms as far as uh letting people play when and where they want to. Anything other than that, I believe, is detrimental to both sides, as I have said before. And when the LIV gets half of the the stars from the PGA and the PGA has the other half, then what? Then what are you going to do? So you might as well be a little bit proactive and do that now instead of waiting until it gets even worse. Because like I said, it's for the fans it's for the fans. Some people are on the school of, well, I want to put my name on the U.S. Open trophy, um, you know, the, the Masters, whatever it might be, uh, the British Open. I want my name on a trophy, be remembered for winning that versus I want to go over and play in the LIV tour for whatever reasons they may have for going there, which in my opinion is 90% for 
the money, which you can't hold that against them for doing that, for doing what they think is best for themselves and their family. 877-448-7901, jimmybsports.com. We'll be right back on the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Tired of trying to catch the big red bus? One Blood has comfortable and convenient donation centers all around the Tampa Bay area, like in Plant City at 2909 James L. Redmond Parkway, Suite Number 6. Not only are you helping others by donating blood or plasma, you can earn free gifts for your donation, like gift cards and T-shirts. Restrictions apply. Call Donation Center for current offer details. Make a difference. Call and make your appointment today. In the Plant City area, call 813-752-7638. That's 813-752-7638. Now, now back to the show back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Sports fans, welcome back. How about tennis? Anyone watching the U.S. Open out there in Queens, New York? The story of the week has to be Serena Williams. She's already won 23 Grand Slams. She's playing in her last um, tournament, she says. She's going to retire afterwards. She's into the, I guess, the third round. So it's interesting to see her play. She's had a great career. Her and her sister, Venus, who were uh, doubles partners as well. They got beat earlier this week, so they're done as far as doubles. But Serena was still playing, and she has a chance. Obviously, the fans are behind her watching some of the match the other night, and got to feel bad for the person she's playing when you have 100% of the fans in the stands rooting for Serena's every point and, you know, booing some double faults on the on the uh, competitor and whatnot. Anyway, uh, it is what it is. And I think that Serena, she did uh, have a great career. And whatever happens this week at the U.S. Open doesn't really much matter because she'll be remembered for all the championships that she did win. So, you know, it, it makes me think about who are the up-and-coming stars today in, in sports? Who are the people that would go out there and, you know, used to have someone like Tiger Woods would go spend 12 hours on the range growing up. He was out there as a, as a young kid playing and you know, just knew what it had to take to get to where he wanted to be. People like Michael Jordan out there, uh, all the hours of work that he put in uh, as, a, as a kid also, especially when he got to the NBA and was a star, all the hours he put in to make sure that uh, the Bulls were able to go out there and, and keep on winning championships. All the people that go out there and put the work in. Who are today's stars coming up? Um, I'm looking for names. I'm looking for people. Serena Williams, you can put her into the mix if you want. All the hours that her and her sister played and, you know, some people say she had a um, a target on her back, being a minority from Los Angeles, coming out there playing, and you know whatever it might be, whether you agree with it or not. If you're a fan of hers, she's definitely you know a lot of accolades, and she had a great career. So all those people that put those hours in, I just don't see that honestly in today's sporting uh, across the board. I'm looking for someone who is up and coming, who's someone who is out there putting all the hours in not just during the season, but when the season is over, uh, whether it be a golfer, whether it be a basketball player, baseball player, tennis, whoever it might be, a lot of people go out there and they do practice and they do put some time in, but they don't have that 
burning desire. And if they do, I just don't know who it is. So I would like to have your input on who you think are the up-and-coming sports stars. It seems to me as though uh, with the name, image, and likeness in sports right now, in college sports, it's kind of taken away from... Uh, the perspective that some of these athletes have. I think it's more important to them that they realize that making it to the top of their profession typically isn't something that they're going to do. So when you're in college, you're probably at the end of your sports career. And I think more people are trying to take advantage of the opportunities that they have right now with being able to get you know, paid basically for you know, their name or what they're doing or for their sponsorships. And I think that's taken away quite actually, quite honestly, from the them being on the courts at night playing, uh, trying to get better, hone their skills at their specific sport. And I think that the virtual, uh, the video games, all those things have also taken away the edge of some of the athletes being able to go out there and um, make names for themselves. So we're going to talk about that more, but I wanted to just throw that out there. Either way, congratulations to Serena on a great career. Um, Nadell is out there looking to tie her record of, of 23 Grand Slam victories. He's going to have to beat Medvedev, who also won the tournament last year. So it's always interesting to watch. We talked about Djokovic not being there, which is a shame. Uh, Zverev's not there. Angelique Kerber on the women's side and Mirza. Both of them have withdrawn from the tournament as well. So uh, you do have some of the players, but not all of them. Anyway, guys, unfortunately, that's all the time that we have this week. Hopefully everyone enjoys their long weekend. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Above all, stay positive. We'll be back next week to break down, yes, the Bucks home first game. Not home opener, but their first game. We'll be on the road against Dallas. Looking forward to talking with you about that. Thanks for listening. Look forward to the next time. Take care.